Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 1, verses 35 through 39. There's a parallel text like this one in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 23 through 25. If you want to hear the podcast we did on that passage, you can go to episode 463. The passages, though, aren't exactly the same. They're not nearly as verbatim as some of these parallel texts are between Matthew and Mark. By the way, I haven't mentioned this yet, but 90% of the book of Mark can be found in Matthew. So Matthew drew heavily from Mark, the earliest gospel, the shortest gospel. And so that's why we're finding so many passages in Mark already that are also in Matthew, which we covered before Mark. So Jesus has healed a man with an unclean spirit. He's healed people of diseases. He healed Simon Peter's mother-in-law. And now he's going to preach in towns throughout Galilee. Chapter 1, verse 35. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place and there he prayed. So I talked yesterday about the importance of detail in narrative text. We should take note of any time when we're given explicit details or repetitive details because something is intended to be communicated by them. So here it's kind of redundant. It says he rose very early in the morning and then it elaborates on that. It says while it was still dark, he departed, he went to a desolate place and there he prayed. And I don't know exactly what the message is other than when you think about somebody rising very early in the morning while it's still dark, they're obviously more committed to what they're going to do than they are to sleep. You might even say that they're more committed to do what they're going to do than most other people are committed to doing that because most other people are still asleep. Now, I am not a morning person, friends, and I think that prayers in Christ's name can be just as powerful at 11 p.m. as they can at 5 a.m. So I'm not suggesting that because Jesus got up early that somehow that's the formula for prayer that makes prayer really work. What I'm pointing out here, though, is that Jesus is very committed to fellowship through prayer with his Father. And this is particularly unique because Jesus has had fellowship with the Father from eternity. He is the second member of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Son, and they've been in communion with each other for a long, long time. Yet, or maybe because of that, Jesus is committed to prayer. And I gotta believe, although I don't even begin to understand, that Jesus' fellowship with his Father is much different than our prayer or our fellowship with the Father. What did they talk about? What did they communicate about? What did the Lord put in Jesus' mind when he was quiet in the dark early morning hours in a desolate place? Was he downloading Jesus' instructions for the day? Jesus said, I came to do my Father's will. Was he encouraging him, giving him attaboys as he's on this pilgrimage to sinful, dirty, unworthy earth and humanity on behalf of his Father? I don't know. It's interesting to contemplate. Verse 36, And Simon, that is Peter, and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. You can imagine, Jesus is a rock star in Capernaum. He taught at the synagogue as one who has authority. He cast out demons. He's been healing people. Verse 38, And Jesus said to them, Let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. So again, as I've mentioned a couple times, the demise 
demonic world is very real. Jesus is treating it as such. What I think is most fascinating here, though, is the disciples are a little bit short-sighted compared to Jesus' big picture vision. Jesus has come to preach the gospel throughout Galilee, and that includes a lot of people who don't have Jewish background. And so he's going outside the parameters of just the Jewish faith so that others from other tribes, tongues, and nations could begin to understand who he is and what the gospel says for them. And the disciples aren't exactly on the same page. They're saying, Jesus, everyone's looking for you. You've been healing and casting out demons here in Capernaum, and they want more of that. Jesus says, no, that's not what we're doing today, boys. We're going to go to the next town and preach, and then the next town and preach, and then the next town and preach. Because even more important than those signs and wonders, those miracles, those healings, is getting the message of the kingdom of heaven out to people in surrounding towns. This reminds me of my wife, and the reason it reminds me of my wife is because she is very, very, very focused on doing well the two or three things that she believes God has called her to do in this season of her life. And that kind of focus requires her to say no to some very good things. Very good things like these people in Capernaum who are looking everywhere for Jesus, wanting more interaction, more contact, more miracles from him. I tend not to say no as much as I should. And the result is I get spread too thin or I get diverted from the, or I get diverted from the specific things God has called and equipped me to be part of in my life. It's good to be reminded by Jesus himself that he says no to these good people in Capernaum for the sake of something better and more important in the mission he's on. It's not unloving. It's not uncompassionate or insensitive. It's just, as he says, the reason that he came out is to go preach to these communities so he can't get bogged down in Capernaum. What has God called you to do and where are you being bogged down? Maybe a fair application question would be what has God called you to do and where are you being bogged down or diverted or distracted from that? Lord, give us wisdom to understand what you have called us to do and then give us the determination to do it even if that means passing up other great opportunities. Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.